man. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, the kick off. Podcast from the shadows and it's like doing that damn thing. WWA. Elimination Chamber kickoff show, baby. Let's get it. All right, so what's going on, everybody? We got the uh, kickoff panel. We got Coach. We got uh, the Glamazon, Beth Phoenix. We got King Booker, not Sam, Sam Roberts. We know these guys are all, uh, well, right now, well, King Booker and not Sam had a pot, like a podcast, had an interview, a talk session on uh, Heated Conversations. You go check that uh, recent episode. That's uh, another one up with uh, Mark Henry and... Uh, Sam Roberts, where they were both speaking on the Bianca Belair situation at the NXT kickoff. So, as you can see, the kickoff is definitely being made a thing, especially because uh, Sam was able to get everyone's attention with his comments toward Bianca. That's another uh, story for another day. And uh, on this uh, kickoff panel for Elimination Chamber, they were one of the, the starting focal point was the WWE Championship match, of course. And all, got, all of these guys are going into, you know, the Elimination Chamber to, you know, vibe for the WWE Championship. Either way, uh, Booker T and Sam Roberts raised a real cool point about uh, Mustafa Ali being out. He, of course, we know Kofi is the one that replaced him in the match, make a reference to the, you know, spiritual energy uh, that I used to that I speak on every so often. But, um, you know, we all wanted to see Mustafa get in and do his thing. And the storyline might have been... Uh, you know, made for Mustafa, but it seems to be telecrafted for Kofi in the moment, you know. Uh, we know that there's been a lot of you know, uh, jokes about with the New Day, a lot of, uh, you know, fun shenanigans, but we all know that these guys are very serious every competitors, so if anyone was to be in that position, and I know how I feel about my favorite tag team, you know, it would have been the New Day, and it was a great, I, it was a great pick to choose Kofi. We know we all want to see these guys, uh, pick up some singles championships me I, I'm cool whatever they decide to do as a team you know the decision is ultimately backstages but we know that in the tag team division the New Day have become quite the staple as have the, the Usos in the bar you know in the year of 2018 they showed a lot so either way let's not get off of Mustafa he did get injured you know it's a it gives the idea not the idea but it really solidifies the fact that the main roster is a different type of animal than the other ones, you know, like, to, with no disrespect to NXT or 205, you know, Mustafa was under 205 pounds, I'm pretty sure he might have put on uh, some weight to come up to the main roster, but the main roster conditioning with, you know, of course, 205 travels with them, but these guys hit harder, and you know, things come about, so Mustafa got injured, and it is unfortunate, but I'm pretty sure his body's going to come back stronger than ever, but tonight... He was not in the match. We all see that Kofi went in. He, uh, how Coach said, dazzled everyone in the WWE universe with his, you know, tenacity and longevity with the company. But in that uh, gauntlet match, it was, you know, it was a thing of beauty. You know, it was pure facts on what Kofi Kingston is capable of doing, and he showed out. You know, he tore the house down and did everything he was supposed to do. So Mustafa was out. Kofi was in, and. You know, these guys basically went into how, you know, Kofi could be the guy to do it. Uh, Daniel Bryan is somebody that has, uh, he's going on and on, you know, with doing what he needs to do to win. And, you know, he has something uh, to prove tonight. I think that he uh, 
had a great showing. I think obviously anybody that's listening to this at this point knows for a fact exactly what took place. And if you missed it, uh, Dave Ryan ultimately ended up winning that match. So uh, it, it was a great performance. It came down to him and Kofi. And I think it was possibly, uh, it definitely was the match of the night as we had both uh, chamber matches uh, bookending the excuse me, bookending the show, you know, with the women's tag team championships going up first and the WWE championship uh, going in the main event. Of course, where it belongs. So that was the early part of the analysis. Uh, Beth Phoenix is, well, we'll see if they get some predictions and let's see who was right and who, uh, who can sharpen up the skills a bit. Okay, no real predictions on that match, but we did cut to a backstage video of Braun Strowman basically calling on Baron Corbin and Calvert told him told a story and showed some uh, great footage from back in row when uh, Baron Corbin uh, you know had aid, aided well got aided with uh, well got help excuse me from Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre and shattered his elbow and had moved on into you know constantly running away we got a great shot of Braun Strowman flipping the limo and you know, Braun Strowman seems ready. Tonight they're going to have the, well, last night. Either way, let's, we know what we're doing. We know what we're talking about, right? So tonight we're going to have the, um, we're going to have a match between those two and no disqualification uh, matchup. And uh, ultimately, that match was, uh, I liked it. I thought it was, you know, a cool match. It was very obvious until the very end. Uh, we know that Braun Strowman was picking, we're getting ready to pick up the victory after running a power slam through the table on the turnbuckle, and uh, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre both came in, and it ultimately uh, hit Braun Strowman with a triple power bomb through two tables from on top of the ring steps in the ring. Two tables. It was, uh, in my opinion, it looked as if uh, Braun Strowman. Some would say he's still weak. I wouldn't say he was weak. I would say that it took that much to really put that big man down. And these it takes three of the strongest guys on the world roster to be able to do it. So this is what had happened, <laughs> you know? And this is how it. I think it makes uh, these guys seem that much more solidified. You know, it's, it's definitely a, a odd trio. But at the same time, it's been a trio that has some long standing on run not crazy long but they've been you know uh, all in they've been they've been cohorts cohorts for a while now you know all in collusion so if i don't want the people i know the the internet is claiming that they're a little tired of seeing it i you know i don't have, i don't really care it's you know not my product but if uh like baron corbin's a solidified bad guy now you know he has he's been drawing good heat if we call him it like that, you know, if if anything, Baron Corbin has been uh, the best, one of the best bad guys on Raw because everyone doesn't like him, you know, and that's kind of the point of the heel character. So Baron Corbin is doing really well. Um, you know, you could be mad at the fact that Braun Strowman is still being made to look this week, but there might be something that you know, backstage says he's missing. You know, this is more of a longevity type of thing. It's a marathon. So how long, going on the road to WrestleMania, how well will Braun Strowman be able to build, you know, that build uh, whatever match he would have, you know, going toward the big event, you know. It's, it's, it's big here, you know. So this, 
this moves the story along. You know, I don't know how it's gonna end. We don't know what the blow off is gonna be. But uh, ultimately, we do see Braun Strowman being able to get Baron Corbin, I guess. Right, that's how it's, you know, usually written. But uh, we'll see what happens. It might be leading to a crazy match at WrestleMania under crazy stipulation. Who knows? But with Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, uh, you know, of course, it gives him something to do. But I think it's, uh, it, it, I think that's really what it looks like, you know. Like, they uh, could be uh, having rivalries with other superstars, you know, and and continue to, uh, you know, tag on uh, superstars that they're all rivaling with. You know, maybe that's an idea. They could have uh, outside rivalries, and when things get rough for them, they just call call the buddies in. That seems okay. You know, this is... These just not predictions. Uh, these are ideas of what the product could be potentially one day. You know, this is, but this is what it comes with. I think it's. I think it was cool though. So, uh, they what that was what the kickoff panel went into next. And now they're talking about the chamber. So let's see what uh what they got to say about it. This is a great shot of uh, the elimination chamber. It's, uh, you know, it, it all we only get to see it once a year. So it's only uh, it's only fitting that we they showed like a live stream of it, I believe, and just the building of it and what goes into it. It's it's really amazing, you know. We all appreciate sports, and I definitely appreciate that form of sports entertainment, you know. But that was that was cool for a lot of the guys. I didn't watch, uh, you know, I didn't watch. I heard, I heard about it, but it, I'm, I think if it pops up, I'll definitely, uh, you know, take a look and just see maybe like a fast forward of it all you know like it would be real cool who knows but either way we uh cut to uh smackdown live with the tag team champions uh shane mcmahon and the miz you know in their promo with the usos and reminded everybody what happened but now uh, we have uh we're being greeted with the bar at the kickoff panel so let's see what shaman and cesaro have to say okay so shaman and cesaro you know just uh kicking it with the panel, having an easy conversation, and heavy machinery interrupts. And it basically uh, just escalates into a shouting match, which I think had elements of that old school, uh, over-the-top characters uh, going at it. You know, and this is, it, it kind of gives to the chaotic uh, scenery backstage. You know, like that's, that that's the only idea I got from it. It kind of it was kind of kind of comical, you know. If we're looking at it from a positive space, it's it's a loud building. It's the the fans and WWE universe is still filing in, and it's or it's it's loud in the background, you know. So with everything going on, I have to you know the coach be able to segue into the next you know segment it was real cool, you know. It was nice, and it speaks to you know speaks to what the kickoff is evolving into. So moving into the uh, situation that happened on Raw with uh, Becky Lynch being suspended again, we uh, cut to a live event where they, luckily for us, had cameras because Becky Lynch uh, invaded the match and tried to uh, interject herself to beat up on Charlotte because, of course, you know, she's mad about it and 
<laughs> it was pretty bad for her because she ended up getting uh, beat up with a chair. Charlotte was defending herself. You know, that's what that looked like. And, and you know, got hit. Becky got hit in the knee a bunch of times and apparently re-aggravated it. So now she's more injured. And come on now, if, again, in storyline, we see she's uh, doing way too much. But, but, if we looking at it from the stone cold defying all authority and doing anything he wanted angle, then this is awesome for Becky Lynch, you know, it's really building to how everyone's going to feel if she, you know, actually makes her way back into the WrestleMania main event, so this is, this is crazy, you know, like, we have so much, some, what, at this point, we're 48 days away, right now, at the time of this recording, 48 days away from WrestleMania, so, with, uh, that many, you know, that many episodes of Raw and SmackDown, who knows what else can take place. Some, you know, some guys are saying that they're not uh, too sure how long the suspension angle is going to be able to, you know, stand strong if Becky's just going to keep coming to every show and not be escorted out by security. But, you know, I think that right now the way is being built toward the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> Ultimately, it makes us all that much uh, happier to wait for a main event where we don't know what's going to happen, you know? And it's going to be a long show. I can feel it, <laughs> you know? Uh, last night's show was actually very, not short, but it was the perfect amount of time. It felt real good to have all the matches that we saw. Things meant something, and... You know, this is every some something big happened almost every single match. You know, whether they progressed the storylines or, you know, uh, actually I think everything did progress the storyline. We'll we'll get into it I guess in a bit, but I think everything did. You know, just thinking back on the show last night. So good job WWE. You could be mad. People can be mad all they want, but I say this is a new era. You know, it's if I could feel you could see small subtle changes in the story. So. Either way, well, in the way things have been, you know, like fans have been conditioned, quote unquote, a certain way, so we can see how, you know, there's certain things that were like really, really difficult to get past. Now we're getting past them, you know, in a different way. Like, oh no, every this that just happened. It didn't need to happen. What was the point? But now, but we're gonna get into it. So, uh, we uh, so Becky Lynch is re-injured. So we're, we're coming backstage to the Riot Squad now. Everyone was mad because, uh, well, not mad, but everyone, well, not, excuse me, Ruby Riot was mad because everyone's counting her out. And, well, let's find out what they got to say regarding that. Idiot. <laughs> It's funny because I didn't have my headphones in, but now we do. So if I sounded a little far out, sorry about that. Either way, let's find out what Ruby Riot and the Riot Squad have to say. Wow, Riot Squad got matching tattoos of the date they debuted. That's that's deep. I think that's pretty awesome. You know, it's uh, it's got that rebel feel, but then got that that sister 
like bond. So very, very nice. Especially with the women's tag team championships being a thing now. This man, I don't want to put a time or I'll put a number on it, but I know that they're going to be an awesome thing because that's something that bonds you. That's deep, you know. Really says how much they love the business, you know, and, and you know, sports entertaining in itself. So, uh, they had their little talk and, you know, said that Ronda Rousey, they can, you know, Ruby said she's going to be Ronda Rousey. Uh, these girls said they're going to win the women's, tent, well, women's tag team championships and, you know, they they stand a fair chance and, you know, um, the panel's about to dissect it and speak on how they all feel. Maybe we'll get a prediction. We'll see what happens and come and, and excuse me, and come and kickoffs. But um, Charlotte stopped, uh, well, Charlotte came up, wow, you know, and gives him a quick pep talk. It talks about how Houston means something to them, but she won her first championship in Houston, and we see where she's at now. So, you know, Charlotte almost big boyed him, you know, and that uh, was uh, pretty funny. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't, you know, you could see the young upstartness in the riot squad when Charlotte came through and had a nice little, a uh, couple of moments for him with that. Just, just a couple of lines, and that just really gives to how Charlotte's little character that uh, she's. We've been all waiting to see, you know, has really developed through time, and yeah, and she walks off and woos. And she'll be ringside for the match between uh, Ronda Rousey and Ruby Riot later on. We'll get into it in a moment because I want to see what the panel has to say about it. All right, there's a lot to talk about from what we just saw right there. Right. First and foremost, it seems like to me that Charlotte Flair would like nothing more than for Ruby Riot to shock the world here tonight, pluck out the Raw Women's Champion, and go to WrestleMania to face wow. Ruby Riot. You know <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why, why would you? Yeah, they, they they can't be playing coach like that. So Beth Phoenix is a choosing Ronda. Sam, give me a moment. With Sam, uh, he, it's funny to talk. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it because 
you can see how they're trying to uh, make him a little bit more uh, zingery, you know, with, you know, he, well, he bothered the bar earlier with the quick question of how he lost last, I mean, how they lost last year to uh, Nicholas in the tag team match against Braun Strowman. And, you know, uh, I, I think it could, I think it can work, <laughs> you know, like maybe, like we've been seeing a little bit more of a, edgy side from, you know, the the people with the microphones, you know, if uh, looking at it from that space, like, I think even some of the uh, other podcasters, you know, some of the bigger names are even speaking on, you know, how every, all of the backstage announcers are being a little bit more, uh, I want to say off-putting, but just, just, just hitting a little harder with some of the questions from a petty space, you know, all in the name of good comedy or whatever, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it's something. So, not Sam doing that, you know, with some, it's starting off, I guess, organically, quote-unquote, with uh, Bianca Belair comment, with the comments he made toward Bianca Belair. Now, you know, I think he's getting a little more comfortable, you know, with the invitation and making his spy feel a little more interesting to to look at just to get his view on you know the product in the moment but please Sam pardon me <laughs> in an octagon environment, in a one-on-one -on -one environment, you're right, Coach. She's not used to having the Riot Squad and Charlotte Flair and all these faces right outside the ring. I think they're going to be a tremendous distraction. And if there's one muscle that Ronda doesn't have as well as some others, it's probably the one that's in her head. That focus. The they called it. Oh, well. Whatever. I guess I might have been a little off with that, but... Because he called the focus at the beginning of the um, conversation with that. See, see, see. Well, something like that. All right, let's go. So we all know how that match went. It's uh, very clear that Ronda Rousey stayed focused. The Riot Squad did not interfere. And, uh, you know, Charlotte didn't necessarily interfere in the match either. But we did see uh becky lynch come on through with crutches and becky lynch went to town on charlotte and eventually went to town on ronda rousey as in don't turn your back on the man she tricked ronda into saying i'm into going and beating up charlotte with one of the crutches and it was uh, a diversion because then becky you know completely wailed on ronda busted her open we don't really like to see color you know when it comes to you know the in ring no one wants to see a woman or man anybody bleeding anymore i mean 
some might have an argument toward it, but it sucks that it has to happen if we're looking at it from a professional space. So, you know, Ronda definitely uh, was going to get tested for a concussion or whatever, but gosh, you know, I hope she's all right. I'm pretty sure everything's going to be fine. She's, you know, she came out of Sonya Blade. It was awesome. You know, she's uh, voicing uh, Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat 11. Go get that if you care about it. And uh, it was, it was a fast match. You know, it was. I, I don't want to make it make light of the Riot Squad at all, but it was definitely a comedy spot in a way with just how fast the match took place. You know, and you can see. I think out of the out of all of them at this point, Sarah Logan lasted the longest. <laughs> you know, so uh, Ronda Rousey won. Oh, she yeah, she won the match, but. Ultimately, Becky Lynch stole the segment, beat up everybody, and then uh, got escorted out by security. <laughs> the, the man strikes again, right? That's crazy. So, um, I'm going to move forward with uh, Coach saying that he's he going into Monday Night Raw. So, this is the segment with Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. Well, Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush along with Finn Balor. And, oh, yeah, we're going to get into that one. All right, so we're getting into that Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley segment now. Not saying, ladies and gentlemen. That might have been the line of the night. He's speaking for the podcast community because everyone's talking about that. Oh, that's right. Man, that's deep. Sam Roberts just sounded like he was speaking from the podcast community. So the Intercontinental Championship match ended with Finn Balor actually winning by way of pinning Leo Rush. Leo Rush continued to, well, he, this, the main story was he tagged in when Bobby Lashley was getting ready to go for the spear to finish. And that was what gave Finn the opening because he got Bobby Lashley out the ring. Got Leo out the ring, hit a jump, we had a front flip sent on, then sent Leo into the ring and set him up for the coup de gras. One, two, three. Finn won without the pain on, but 
I mean, in this in the age with no rematch clauses, is it a are we gonna see Bobby Lashley get his uh, get his shot at the Intercontinental Championship again? Where does he go on the line? Does he go to the back of the line with that situation? Uh, no one knows. But at the end of it all, Bobby helped Leo back up. He was very mad, but you know helped him up, and then ultimately hit him with a slam, and that seemingly the end of Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. I mean, Leo definitely just cost him the Intercontinental Championship. So, now what? You know, for Bobby Lashley, he's and doesn't have a mouthpiece anymore either. So now it's, uh, you know, we're just going to see how they get to, we're going to see their road to WrestleMania if they're able to get there. It'll be, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what takes place. And Leo just goes straight back to 205 and stay there, you know, like this is, this was something and it's a story inside of it, you know, we're probably going to find out how Bobby Lashley feels about it all, you know, tonight on Raw, maybe, you know, get to talk to Leo about it, maybe, he's apologetic, but, you know, he tagged in when he did, definitely didn't need to, he just wanted to shine for himself, that's what did, part of me, he tagged in, went for his, uh, went for his frog splash with the final hour, and he missed, so, that was, you know, that kind of, that definitely caused Lashley to end the Continental Championship, so, that's how that was, but I think we're getting ready to get it. Oh, pardon me. So then we get into a backstage segment with Mojo uh, talking to the mirror, uh, speaking on, you know, how nobody likes him, but that's okay. <laughs> and he's going to show everyone who he really is. And, you know, maybe hopefully that comes with some real good in-ring work, like see if Mojo Raleigh is really skilled. And, and we know what we've seen, you know, but there's always... Uh, always a chance that we see a huge, you know, flip and you never know, he might be really athletic, you know, we know he is, but to see him a little more limber in the ring, I think would be really, really good for his character, so he was mad, and we're just waiting to see what happens when he makes his uh, in-ring return, then we cut to a selfie promo from Alexa Bliss saying that she had a lot to do with the women's tag division, and you know, the women's evolution being what it is, and can't disagree with that too much. I uh, can't wait to see her back in the ring again. She's uh, totally got new forms of offense. This is an example. But uh, she predicted that Nia Jackson Tamina would win the first ever women's tag team championship, so win them first. So uh, that's, that was cool. And uh, I guess we're going to see what else the, what the panel has to say about that. Alright, the panel went on and they just really built the match. Didn't get any predictions yet. Just got a lot of uh, ideas about uh, who's, what can happen. We heard uh, Nassan Book T get into it slightly over uh, whether or not Sasha Banks and Bailey would be able to make it. We know Sasha just got cleared off injury and we know that, uh, you know, Sasha hasn't necessarily done well in these situations before. uh, Booker T's argument was that adrenaline will take you a long way, and uh, we definitely know what happened, but we're, I'm waiting to see if we're going to get uh, predictions from them going toward the end of the show. Either way, we're getting into the Cruiserweight uh, Championship match now between the Tozawa and Buddy Murphy, so let's, uh, let's get on into it. So after an amazing match, I saw a giant Super Karana spot from the top rope. Uh, Buddy Murphy was able to reverse out of the Iron Octopus and 
hit Akira, Akira Tozawa with Murphy's Law for the 1-2-3 victory. So Buddy Murphy continues to lay claim to being the best cruiserweight of all time. It's great match. Take nothing away from Akira Tozawa. I think it looks better with Buddy Murphy right now. You know, he's going strong. And I don't really... I don't see if, you know, right now, like, I think it's just a good look for the cruiserweight division to have Buddy Murphy as champion. So, the right man won there. And uh, let's get into uh, the end of the kickoff. All right, so Charlie Caruso introduced Mark Henry, and he predicted that the Iconics would win the Women's Tag Championships and Kofi would go on to win the World Heavyweight Championship in their respective matches. Uh, we don't know how it took place. You know, the Iconics had a great showing. It was uh, one comedy spot with them hiding, well, uh, locking themselves back in the chamber, uh, hiding from Nyan, well, not hiding, but trying to get away from Nyan and Tamina. Tamina had, a, excuse me, well, Tamina had a great splash on, uh, well, I want everybody, I would think it was, or something like that, but it was a cool splash. She needs to go a little more horizontal, in my opinion, but I don't, you know, whatever. That's just how I feel. But, um, uh, Nia Jax ran through uh, one of the one one of the chambers. It was crazy. It was great spots, but Sasha and Bailey ultimately won. That that was uh, you know of course the right call. You know anybody deserves it. It was those two. You know and you know we're all very proud of Sasha and Bailey over on this side. So uh, and uh, you know Mark Henry chose that uh, Kofi would go in just because of his. Uh, most recent performance, and he definitely had a great performance in the chamber, etc. It came down to him and uh, Daniel Bryan after a great match from all six competitors, and Kofi really showed out. You know, Kofi uh, went for a big splash at the end from the top of uh, one of the chambers and missed, so uh, Daniel Bryan was able to pick up the one, two, three victory after the running knee. And that's how that happened. But uh, let's see uh, the final final words from the panel. All right, so the panel uh, all just built the match uh, for the women, and as far as the men were concerned, Beth Phoenix uh, chose Jeff Hardy, Booker T chose Kofi, and Sam Roberts actually had the, the correct prediction with uh, choosing uh, Daniel Bryan to take the victory in the matchup. So that was all of that. That was the kickoff show. It was it was good, and of course the show went great. Like I said, it wasn't long, you know, so it felt like everything mattered, you know. Miz was backstage uh, because of well, angry and uh, almost blew a fuse, was throwing things off of the table and stuff uh, when they lost to the Usos. And uh, who else? Uh, well, we're going to see how the Riot Squad able to bounce back from uh, that devastating loss. The, you know, new women's tag team champions it was three tight well not three title changes but the new titles crowned and then two title changes uh back to back with the tag titles in the intercontinental championship uh, uh bobby lashley or leo rush aren't a thing anymore so not well we don't know if they're a thing anymore we never know he could come back but we don't we're gonna see how that all happens uh tonight on raw and uh well becky lynch uh charlotte and ronda rousey if we're looking at how everyone was saying they don't want to see a triple threat match, this is quite the way to make it seem like it needs to be a triple threat match. And that's all the way down the line, potentially. 
So we definitely had our feel on how that story went. And, uh, you know, the World Heavyweight Championship, now we're going to see who Daniel Bryan is able to, you know, take on next for it. You know, we know, we know he's going to be gloating on SmackDown Live. And, uh, we're all waiting to see if Harper is going to come on back from injury and uh, join the Planeteers. But either way, shouts to all of the people that bring you the podcast each and every week. Elimination Chamber was a great uh, show, all in all. And uh, I will catch you guys tomorrow night for the Monday Night Raw recap. Peace.